This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDT. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for joining us. Racial justice is something that's really important to me, and it's a topic that we talk about on this show an awful lot. And it's been especially encouraging that in this moment of social and cultural reckoning in relation to systemic racism and oppression, organizations here in Detroit and around the country are stepping up their efforts to be more explicitly involved in working on this issue. The Kresge Foundation, which has long been supportive of many racial justice initiatives, is one of those organizations that's now expanding their efforts even more. And they're doing it with a new $30 million commitment to support more than 50 racial justice and community-led engagement and organizing efforts all around the country. Joining us now to talk more about what this money will be used for and why now was the right time to come forward with this commitment is Wendy Lewis Jackson. She is the managing director for the Detroit program at the Kresge Foundation. Wendy, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. It's good to talk with you this morning. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, Kresge's idea to come up with this new round of of grant making. Uh, Talk about the kinds of organizations that are going to be receiving these funds. I'm happy to. But first, I want to thank you for your commentary yesterday. Um, I think it was a powerful statement about the feeling that we all have, Mm -hmm. that enough is enough. And Mm -hmm. in many ways, it's uh, foundational to this set of investments that we're making in Detroit mm. and across the country. Mm. So thank you. Yes, thank you for course. putting words to how we're all feeling. Um, so in Detroit, uh, this uh, network of racial justice organizations in many ways have been uh, kind of the bedrock of, of community change here in our city, state, and region. Um, and so we're really excited to Uh, have Detroit uh, kind of join forces in a network with other cities that we support at the foundation, um, such as Memphis and New Orleans and uh, Fresno, and do so in concert with a cohort of seven uh, national racial justice organizations. But in Detroit, uh, the uh, set of investments are quite varied. Mm -hmm. Um, So organizations that we all know well, such as Access, all the way to organizations that are are new on the scene, such as uh, Force Detroit, which is Detroit uh, Faith in Action. So we try to have a broad uh, sweeping um, set of organizations focused on racial justice, economic justice, um, and uh, social justice across the city. Uh, Talk about this moment and why Kresge has decided that this is the way to kind of elevate uh, not just discussion but activism uh, at this moment. Uh, you were just talking about, you know, uh, the, the effort by the Wayne County Board of Canvassers yesterday to decertify votes in Detroit. That That's sort of, I guess, the inflection point of a year in which we have really had different discussions and and started to think I think, a little more richly about the things that need to change. I think a lot of people have been wondering what the role of philanthropy uh, might be in in those discussions. Uh, talk a little about how this moment has moved Kresge to this particular 
this particular action? Mm-hmm. Well, at Kresge, uh, equity, opportunity, and justice really have been the bedrock for our work, not only in Detroit, but across the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've been very fortunate to do that in this city, our hometown, with so many different philanthropic partners from the Ford Foundation, the Kellogg Foundation, uh, Hudson Weber, uh, Skillman, and Knight, and, and the Community Foundation. So it really is a, a team effort, if you will. But for us at, at Kresge, uh, those principles of equity, opportunity, and justice really have been in our DNA for our work of expanding opportunity in American cities. But, you know, as we looked at um, kind of the, how we started, in 2020 and how it's going. I think if we've learned anything, it's that you know we cannot take these fundamental principles for granted. Mm. And um, and this is, has especially been uh, quite acute within the last, uh, within this month um, as we uh, come out of the election season. Um, so we can't take them for granted. We can't waver from them. These organizations are the organizations that go to ground mm-hmm. in Detroit. They're the organizations that, for the most part, are BIPOC-led, so led by black and brown and communities of color. And these are the organizations that need more fuel in their, uh, in their tank and in their budgets uh, to do the work, which is really be the vanguard of democracy and opportunity in our community. And so we saw this moment. Um, as the is really more than a moment. It's about how our philanthropy, in concert with others, uh, meet the movement and mm-hmm. do so with uh, more significant resources mm-hmm. over longer periods of time. Uh, are there things that you anticipate these organizations might do with the grants that go a step further than the work that uh, that they're that they're doing now, or is this really about uh, just girding the work and girding these organizations in the, in a way that allows them to continue to do what they're already doing? Yes, so it is about undergirding their work. Um, this is, uh, for the most part, uh, general operating support, mm-hmm. um, no strings attached. Uh, we just want to show up and make sure that they have the resources to do the work that uh, and to do the mission-led work that they've been already engaged in, and hopefully uh, this investment will allow them to expand the breadth and depth of, of their work. Um, and it ranges from direct services um, to policy and advocacy, and we've also included uh, very specific project-based supports. So, for example, a new arts and culture initiative um, in the Livernois uh, Six Mile area, uh, as well as uh, efforts to support uh, small businesses along commercial corridors and neighborhoods mm-hmm. in key parts of the city. You know, I also uh, always think about the sort of crossover of this issue into other issues that we face, especially locally here in, in Detroit. So when you think about poverty and its connectedness to systemic uh, inequality. If you think about education and the way uh, that it plays a role uh, in those things, 
Um, I, I wonder. I wonder from a philanthropic standpoint uh, how you how you're thinking through how we get to those issues as well. Mm-hmm. Well, with this initial uh, set of investments here in Detroit, uh, we've tried to think about uh, how do you deconstruct essentially um, the issues that are driving uh, structural and systemic racism in our community. And it is very much interconnected. So you will see uh, organizations that we're supporting uh, around economic security. We've also uh, looked at issues related to educational uh, justice or injustice. And so it's not just one kind of monolith of uh, justice organizations, but Mm -hmm. really trying to support the strands uh, of issues that... um, uh, need to be tackled in order to uh, dismantle uh, systemic racism in our community. Yeah, I'm talking with Wendy Lewis Jackson. She is the managing director for the Detroit program with the Kresge Foundation. We're talking about a new $30 million round of grants that Kresge is extending to organizations that fight for racial justice. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Let us know what you think is the best way to combat systemic racism, better and more thorough hiring, more diversity in leadership positions. Uh, Are you actively involved in uh, a social or racial justice organization? And what are you seeing from the inside about the work that's being done, especially now in response to the things that we've seen happen uh, just in the last few months in our country. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there as well, and we'll work you into the conversation here. Let's go to Ray in Midtown. Ray, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Yeah. Hi. When you look at the, the current report uh, back in the, what, 70s and late 60s late area. 60s, yeah. I mean, what what are... what with this initiative here, what would be some of the um, some of the milestones? Are there any milestones that need to be met with this with this funding? Because for me, I believe I what I'm looking at, we need more uh, civil rights, uh, more qualified civil rights attorneys mm. to address these uh, systemic racial issues because these are legal matters. Mm. These are not uh, issues that you can just okay we're going to uh, put a banning on it and we're going to raise mm. make a bunch of noise, spend a bunch of money. It, that's not going to solve anything. It has to be a legal process, going back to a, a Thurgood Marshall-type mentality, hmm. because spending money on uh, addressing racial equality is just a, making a bunch of noise, hmm. in, in my opinion. Yeah, Ray, great question. Um, I'm glad you called. Uh, Wendy, Wendy, address what he's asking about there. Sure, and uh, yes, great question, Ray, and thank you for calling in. Um, yeah, we tried, in at least in our investments, um, to, again, uh, have a, a breadth and diversity of different approaches to tackle the issue. And so uh, legal um, interventions is uh, a focus of the investments that we're announcing today. And so um, organizations um, such as the NAACP, the ACLU, um, as well as our investment in um, the Michigan Justice Fund are examples of how we've tried to uh, be thoughtful about uh, making sure that organizations that are tackling the legal front um, have the resources that they need 
to do the kinds of things that you're lifting up, right? Yeah. So I think the other question is, uh, the other kind of obvious question is, what's next? Uh, this is a $30 million uh, round of, of grant making. That's a, that's a big number. Um, as you point out, though, this is more than a moment. This is about moving things forward uh, across across a longer period of time. What are some of the other things that uh, that Kresge might be looking at uh, mm-hmm. as a way of of lifting all of this up? Well, in many ways, these grants uh, that we're announcing today are a part of our overall strategy in Detroit, yeah. which isn't changing, um, and that is investing in. Uh, and believing in uh, the transformation and trajectory of this city. And so this is an, uh, a plus, a plus one, <laughs> uh, or plus eight uh, million, if you want to look at it that way. Um, so it's, it adds on to the core of what we've been doing, and that's, that's not going to change. Mm. You know, one of the things I think that will be, we're in the process right now of uh, uh, planning for 2021 and, and trying to look ahead. Um, and, of course, uh, having a balance between being responsive to what Detroit needs, so issues related to the pandemic, you know, and other um, more emergency issues, while at the same time continuing to be strategic about the economic and social and cultural transformation of the city. Yeah. So it's a balance. Okay, Wendy Lewis-Jackson, Managing Director for the Detroit Program at the Kresge Foundation. Always great to have you here, and uh, congratulations on this new round of grants. Thank you, Stephen. It's always good to talk to you. Yes, thanks for being with us. Take care. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow for a conversation with author and Princeton University professor Eddie Gloud about race, politics, and this moment in America. Gloud recently went viral in an MSNBC clip during which he addresses the, quote, danger of innocence among white Americans and why we'd be mistaken to blame Trump for everything that has happened this year. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.